Thank you for joining in the left chest. Andrew's Lee here with Alex Batak. We are joined this week by the very funny Hannah Boone. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, a little later we're going to be talking to uh, Huffington Post's Ryan Grimm. And some people might say, you know, we are recording this uh, Thursday, the... Uh, what's today? The 21st? I have no idea. 23rd of March. <laughs> Some people might say we don't know what the date is at any <laughs> given point. I haven't known what the date is since I lost my job. No. Right. Why and, would I? You know, dates are part of the uh, establishment machine. That's how they keep things going. They keep mm-hmm. things. And that's the neoliberal order. They're making putting dates on things mm-hmm. and uh, preventing democracy with their managerial technocracy. Now, this is a um, theory Anders has had for some time, and I'm glad we're finally getting into that's it. That's right. I, I knew Don't the... ask me what time it is, folks. I will get irate. <laughs> but in the thing that people call time, um, there was just a, a today, um, <laughs> in a day, in a day that might be the day could be. some people might say that we're this in right now. This could be all a dream. Right. Uh, the Republican... R.I.P. Biggie Smalls. The Republican health care bill as um, proposed by Paul Ryan, was supposed to go up to a vote, and it has been delayed. So um, within the next couple days, we don't know what's going to happen. So some people might say, you know, this is going to be irrelevant, uh, what you guys have to say on Thursday. But here's the thing. Can you imagine, like, we're, we're on the heels of knowing that we don't know, which is a very interesting state of mind to be in when we had dick cheney on the podcast he was very uh emphatic on the importance of not knowing and knowing the, the well, rumsfeld both of them man both they were both we on. had yeah we, we had, had them the, take their tops off right they're funny together yeah you know? like when not, you see them yeah when they, you see them interviewed solo they're not that uh they come across kind of like war crimesy but together right. they're they're fucking they called me afterwards they called you yeah they said it was great Oh, That's why right. I'm here. That's fine. I was, they were like, do it. It's good. It's a good time. Hannah's right. a good friend of a lot of the uh, Bush cabinet. The neocon. You've done, you've done APAC, right? You did a show for mm-hmm. American Israel. And uh, uh, the what's that fucking... Do you just not know what... No, the... Is, is that what... <laughs> Century f- or uh, New American Century organization. Right, Project yeah. for the New American Century. Hannah Boone Can we just was a headliner about- at their conference. She did yeah. comedy yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, about the need to take down Iran, North Korea, etc. I would imagine if you performed at any of those conferences, it would be like a pretty solid paycheck. Yeah, they f- yeah they throw out money. It's like- one way or another. Oh, sure. I had a family friend who worked as a server at the RNC one time, and uh, th- I was like a kid, and we asked her about it, and she just looked down at her pudding or whatever we were eating. She was like, they were the worst tippers I've ever had. <laughs> well, imagine the strippers at those things. Oh, those, I mean, that's the opposite end of the spectrum. Servers to strippers ratio. The strippers are probably making bank. Oh, my God. You would work once a year. Especially the ones. <laughs> you work once a year. Yeah. That are men and will fuck you in an airport. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Shout out MSP. Mark, well, no. What was his name? Not Mark Foley. That guy was at the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. So yeah, that's dude. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry for. I'm so. I know. God, you should have him on. Tip there. of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's how outside of the Beltway speak I am. I don't even remember this guy's name, and I don't want to learn it. Yeah, we're uh, radicals, man. Because we're radicals, we don't believe in learning details of legislation. We know what's going to happen, and uh, we're, we are going to have a wonk on a little bit. But basically, this bill um, wanted to do kind of a soft repeal, and uh, some people didn't say it's 
doesn't don't think it goes far enough. So right now they don't have the votes. But it's it's kind of weird because this is one of the, I guess not the first time, but one of the most. Um, it's never felt this real when I'm like when a bill or something up in Washington. You know that sound. It seems like kind of an abstract thing, but this is actually. Um, I get. I think this affects all of us here in this uh, yeah. studio right now. This is just we're, like our health. You know, in a few months <sighs> we might be kind of fucked. This is just like all the memes you see online that say when the bill is real, and then they have like <laughs> a guy smirking and nodding. Yeah, I have not seen this. Oh no, dude! I mean, it's big in Duck Twitter, but uh, duck anytime, Twitter? yeah, What's when that? the bill is real is like a really popular is, thing. Ducks talk. Are about. these d- ducks like like the bird? Well, ducks have bills, and so they uh, look at other ducks uh, and they think like, "I want to fuck that duck. This bill is real." And then they're like corkscrew penises shoot out. There are caverns in Twitter that I just don't know about yeah they're out there um they're unexplored but duck twitter does not have a lot of reach with our podcast yet so okay forget it talking out a turn at the table as it were we'll do a uh as the expression goes um so hannah you have had you're kind of dealing with something right now with insurance oh my god it's been such a son of a bitch and i like uh if you can watch your language, mm, I, so won't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, so I was on Medicaid, uh-huh. for, and, and Medicaid paid for my rehab. Which let me say this: I rehab was designed to be a thirty-day thing at least. Most people in my rehab, including myself, uh, our insurance refused to pay for more than a week and a half. Ooh. And (laughs) rehab, like, I had to fight to stay for two weeks. Like, rehab is, I don't want to say useless if you need to go, go. But it's it really takes away from it if you don't have the full. If you don't have the treatment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I relapsed, and and so did most people I know who had to leave that early. And right. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna blame like, you know, it's like a complicated web when you start like blaming other people for your relapse. But like uh-huh. that was, it's disappointing. Well, you say it does... a week and a half or six weeks. A week and a half was like more that. Doesn't seem like enough time for it's even the medication to, to like kick in. It's less than camp. It's less than yeah. summer camp. Like it's crazy. I mean, I, it seems to me like that would kind of make it easier to relapse if mm-hmm. you know you're you can't afford the what Yo. you're in theory supposed to be doing. Right. It's a classic to, capitalist move, though. They give you the taste for free, and then you got to come back. You get I'm addicted home. to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get enough. You gotta get that wellness, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, I will say, rehab is great. They do your laundry. They cook for you. It's real nice. It's How real long nice. do you think you would have liked to have stayed there if uh, you could have for longer? Well, I mean, I wanted to break out since day one, um, right? But you know, because I'm an addict. But like, and I didn't want to be there. But uh, you know, I would like to get the full thirty day course. Okay, you we. Know. This is interesting. Um, so Hannah's been to rehab. We actually have kind of like a sizable number of uh, our comedy friends have been to rehab. Hannah's been to rehab. Uh, I'm now realizing it's maybe not great to name check these people without <laughs> having them on the podcast. Other friends of mine. Middle initial and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we will bleep that last one out, but we do, do know like at least a handful of people. Like probably mo- maybe most comedians. Yeah. You know, have done a stint. Which uh, is more than you'd guess i guess originally or like that i would have thought um well it really is a whole industry uh 
in I mean, in a way, I, I like I remember in, in Minnesota has Hazelden, which is like a mm-hmm. big clinic, mm-hmm. and um, I used to work with a lot of people who were from different parts of the country, and they would go through uh, Hazelden, and then they would like come up the Twin Cities and stay sober. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's also like a lot of them are kind of well off i kind of noticed just the uh, name absolutely. hazel yeah. oh yeah absolutely Ugh. so if you could yeah if you, like that's uh, you know goes and uh, i'm sure a lot of republican congress people have children who have had to go well, to rehab probably got, gone to rehab themselves but and, they don't uh, they want to send them to the woods to learn military training as is the classical cure for republican illnesses but uh <laughs> second best is actual medical care you get another person to go to the woods for you and then you uh <laughs> you, s- you send a low income child to you the facetime woods. them then yeah. you <laughs> look at your kid <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't know well but like medicaid was great when it came to like covering all the medication I need and stuff. Right. Then I got a job with benefits and I was like, oh, cool, benefits. That's a great word. That sounds super great. And then it just made it. But then I uh, it switched my insurance so that it was actually very expensive for oh. me to go to the doctor. Yeah. And like get my medication. So it actually started costing a lot of money. It was uh, it was like I was like, so the way to do this is to just not be able to afford anything and be on Medicaid, I guess. Now, I'm very dumb when it comes to uh, insurance knowledge or just like the medical Same. field. But um, so are these kind of medications not even like the bottom level plan? Like, do you have to pay for very expensive insurance well, plans in order to even get these? I'm on Seroquel, which is an antipsychotic and mood stabilizer. Okay. Now, I'm on the most generic whatever like the Kmart brand like Seroquel and it's still a hundred dollars a bottle for a month for, at the lowest dosage while it's being covered uh no when it's covered it's like 20 oh, or whatever that's okay it's good it's good but on Medicaid it's free uh, oh hell yeah and then uh but I got fired from my job and that is no one's fault but my own Mm-hmm. And then now that I don't have benefits, they were like, oh, well, the thing is, like, this is $100. And I was like, well, I can't. It's kind of that. our fault as friends for not pushing you harder. Yeah, I could have I could have used that. Yeah. Just like, okay, so we see when we see Hannah or, like, our other stand-up friends, it's at night. We're all having a goofy, fun time. But you got to tell these people to just, like, go to sleep. You got to just- yell. Go I'm home. Look, I'm looking for a military style sort of hangout. <laughs> Your bit's bad. Go home. Yeah. You know, like yeah. stuff like that. You need that. Like a friend does. You need <laughs> <laughs> Give up. Yeah. Oh, my God. All of my you friends get... are so supportive in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the opposite happens, too. It's like, oh, you had a bad set. Get a drink. Or it's like, oh, good set, dude. You should get a drink. You know? Right. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. That's yeah. what does happen. I'm saying, you know, right. more often we should just be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at what point does pestering someone about their bad habits make like help them or does it uh, do you think are there times where that actually makes you do it more when somebody mm. pesters you in oh, kind of a sure. patronizing way I really when I'm angry I really enjoy the the completely this thing that completely lacks logic where I'm like fuck you I'm mad at you so I'm gonna be real self destructive and call it your fault like it's like the that's a very thing. common uh, it's weird though right behavior. that we do that 
I, I was in a criminal criminology class in college and I made this whole, I wrote a paper on the stigma of like drinking in the suburbs and essentially was arguing that, uh, from how much kids are told not to drink, uh, makes them want to drink more. Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And like the teacher, it was a well done paper, I guess. Cause I'm just like a f- f- fucking straight a student top of the top of the shop but Those the other kids were, were like oh yeah if you could see the paragraph <laughs> the indenting i know i sound spots. real stupid out loud but <laughs> <laughs> on the written word um, <laughs> what did teach that but the i remember like talking about it to the class and them all just kind of giving me this look like mm, you have problems <laughs> uh, no 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 that's real that's why it's insane that rehab and aa and shit w- works at all because i mean it only works if you really have no alternatives and that's why because you'll just be like right you yeah i used to be a camp counselor and somebody smoked weed at some point and they smelled it and uh (laughs) and so they got all the teenagers they took them away so like the kids i guess were supervised they like, quarantined less the kids. Super, yeah <laughs> <laughs> they put them in jars <laughs> right i don't like they had to not have counselors that day or something because they rounded up all the teenagers and were like who did it we're not leaving this room <laughs> oh like one of the counselors smoked weed yeah oh, i guess not one of the kids yeah right okay and so the safety is <laughs> off of my gun <laughs> wait like it was so important to them that yeah, like this is really the most productive. They way left you can the handle. children like unattended to be like, yeah, but who's or, smoking weed? Right, and then it, now like, only it, it turned the out to be no one in the room, and the person who was didn't even get punished for it. And uh, how did they find it? Did the person who smoked? No, own they up? didn't. They didn't really. Nobody owned it. It's just kind of like a few months later, people were like, "Oh yeah, it was okay." Well, that's what's weird is to be like, "Which one of you did this?" No one's gonna be like, "Oh me!" Like no one, you yeah. know. That's like, a classic exercise in ratting. Right. You don't want to be the rat. No, you can't be the rat. Snitches, stitches, yeah. so on, etc. And that th- <laughs> sort of thing does make you curious about trying marijuana. Um, I think a yeah. lot of that same stigma was present in saying like. Trump is bad. Trump, what are you crazy? Oh. You're gonna vote for this guy, and then some people were maybe like, "Well, oh, I see what I you're kinda saying." Kind of am tempted now that okay. you're. Okay, uh, I feel yeah. like I do. We must know a handful of people who did that. Yeah, that we don't talk about. We're just like pushed to by libs. Right. Um, I know at least one person made this whole Facebook post during the Democratic primary that she was pushed to become a Hillary supporter by Bernie Sanders supporters, which uh doesn't make sense on the surface level but like on kind of a deeper psychological thing it's kind of like i can get where you where you're going it's interesting i can't tell if like politics have always been this much of like a dog and pony show and now it's just completely crazy Uh like (sighs) i think it's been this bad the whole time and just less people were involved or paying attention right and like the thing is like we took I think because we took somebody honestly like okay do you know the phenomenon of like at a comedy show like a Steve-O I instantly understand yeah (laughs) Steve-O like headlines he's not a great comedian but he sells out whatever size room because we were like yeah from TV yeah I know him from TV I know him and I think that's what happened with Donald Trump staple his dick yeah I mean I do think that it has same thing I want to see that it's the same thing well, I do think it is. that, like, the, I mean, it is true that we've had uh, figure, the great man theory, so we view politicians as these individuals, and, like, they're, 
their personalities are are super important and we write these books about them and stuff but it has we have gotten more to where policy stuff just does not matter and like the last you know the 2008 i think that was really true we really didn't most people were not talking about obama's you know healthcare plan during mm-hmm. the election um quick interjection doesn't the great man theory like sound like uh donald trump's theory of man i got this does. theory yeah. it's a great man theory Jeez, I'm gonna <laughs> love it. these men they're so big they the waters of history splash around them and they're just splashing in it uh, he does believe it yeah he he says he's a he always says i'm a believer in genes and that goes back he basically <laughs> was a social darwinist his dad was like into this oh, like, crap pot uh, shit. Yeah. Uh I mean it's like white supremacy basically. Yeah. Um but I yeah, I do think though that it has infotainment um really has got, gotten us to the point and it's changing now, but like uh so much of politics coverage um has been about gaffes and you know turns of phrase and moments like Obama Goops sipped a beer, and yeah, gaffers. and like he didn't sip enough of the beer. And oh that was a big, it, man! And yeah. Obama's jeans and stuff like that. Right. Yo, there's like one thing G-E-A-S. I can't stand, and that's when my politician won't finish his fucking beer. <laughs> I want my politician <laughs> to be sucking cans dry. <laughs> if it's not someone who's going to finish the keg stand, I'm going to a different party. Well, it's also that there was like that. He, I, I have. There's a big part of my family uh, who are military right wing people, uh-huh. and they're huge. What gets them is like this. Fuck this machismo bullshit. Where like I think they just love a good like a man who's yelling stuff. <laughs> you know, they. Lo- I mean, it's like the Hitler. Thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, like my family. That part of my family got pumped on Donald Trump because they're like, yeah, he's he's yelling mean stuff. We love it. Like it was just like a blind. Do you, would you, know? you tie this into like uh, uh, Freudian uh, daddy attention type phenomenon? Like, it, oh, there's a bunch of weird pervy shit going on on that oh, yeah. side of the <laughs> of are, politics. Are you, are you from uh, California or Seattle? I'm from or, California um, originally. Okay, cool. I lived in Seattle for a bit, though. I'm painting the picture of Hannah's background right now. Oh. And I'm getting out my little brush. West Coast. <laughs> liberal, liberal, West Coast, chilling. Yeah, totally. Like, didn't even, like, for, I was lucky enough to live in places where there was a period of time where I thought that, like, that extreme right-wing thing was, like, made up. Like, I was... Really? I Word. was just like, Wait. there's no way. Extreme, as in, like, the... You mean like Tea Party? Like Tea like, Party. Like thought I thought was... Tea Party was like maybe 20 guys who were just like fucking weird. Uh-huh. And we all agreed. And then, well, my, the part of my family that's right wing is my dad remarried. And then when he married my stepmom and I met her at family, I was like, oh my God, this shit's like Is she that real. way too? Or just her? Yeah. Oh, but she also like doesn't. It, they're uneducated. Like she, I remember like she didn't vote for Obama and she was like, I just, I just don't trust him. Mm-hmm. And we're like, but why don't you trust him? And she's Does like, she have I a personal relationship with Obama? <laughs> I think it was her trying to say I'm racist without saying I'm he, racist. He never returned my DVDs. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to vote for him now. The look of him. I don't like it. I mean, I, yeah, and I think <laughs> that Something is. Something about the look, the color of the look. You know what? Let's not <laughs> think about this too hard. Absolutely. I met someone in college from Seattle who uh, went on a rant because she'd never met a conservative person how they must be cool to know and like 
it had to be this whole conversation where you had to re-examine how you think about those people. Because, like, I know I have a bunch of friends who are conservative just from, like, my hometown that I grew up with or whatever. And I don't dislike them as people, but, like, yeah, they have those politics because they're fucking clowns. (laughs) I know that they're, like, valuable parts of my life, but, uh... Yeah, and what that there is something that I, I think has gotten better, um, where, like, there was all this emphasis like ten, fifteen years ago on respectability politics and both sides, like, both sides matter. Yeah, both sides matter. You know, we got to hear these people out. Right. Their um, which is their their side is valid. You know, definitively that, not politics. Right. And uh, yeah, and, and, and let's I all think pretend we've we're a point. manager in the WWE for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we've got now. It's like I don't necessarily know that we're. It's become um, in fashion to like shame these people. It, it, it somewhat has, but it's not necessarily. You don't have to be combative or like mean to them, or mm-hmm. but you don't have to dignify the insane things that they believe. It's. Um, I was talking to somebody about this recently. How like I have like a T-shirt that some lady I nannied for gave me, and it's a New York Post shirt, so it's like a right wing. Uh, newspaper uh-huh. but I used it to like work out in and stuff it's just a shirt and then now after like this election I like won't like I got rid of it what does I was, it like, say it just says like if it's not on page six it's just like their slogan the New York Post this was oh, Hannah's okay. only shirt and it's, it's I own three <laughs> shirts <laughs> she's not doing well uh, yeah. I never have been though so I don't know the difference I'm still happy uh, but I I like now, I don't even want people for a second even kind of thinking that I'm a Republican. Because to me now, it just seem it just means like racist. And I know that not all Republicans are racist, and I know that, but it feels like very extreme right now. Right? Yeah, I, I guess yeah. Because to sort of revise what I was saying earlier, I do. I speaking of t-shirts, I remember getting a t-shirt when I was like love t-shirts thirteen or something. They can be great. Yeah, you can get but you sometimes you do something great and all you get is a stupid one, but. Uh, I do remember a stupid t-shirt I got which said um, this is like you know 2004 and it said uh, so many right wing Christians so few lions as in like throw the Christians and I remember I was not really comfortable wearing it right Um, I I like that one that's funny well but I, I think that's that it's it. Anybody it's one thing to demonize someone's beliefs, which I'm totally for, uh, but it's another thing to demonize <laughs> to feed them, them to lions. It's yeah, also, and also Christianity doesn't. That's not really the enemy, you it, know. Have you it's seen also, how lions eat people? Because it's out they ass. Uh, well, it's the most painful way you can die. When a lion ooh. kills you, it doesn't go for your throat. It literally jumps on the back of you and tries to eat your guts out from behind. Why do you know that? I watch Planet Earth 2 every weekend. Folks, thanks for tuning into the show. (laughs) Planet Earth 2 is a thrilling adventure. That's happening in the world around you right now. Take a look outside. It's a little something called BBC. (laughs) Well, just... Back to your T-shirt. Wearing, wearing like, a T-shirt that's, like, feed them to the lions or whatever is just, like... You're just yelling at people to yeah, fight you. Right. But through your... T- like, my dad loves that shit. My dad, like, loves wearing, like, combative shirts that are just saying mean, weird stuff on them. And it's just, like, an angry way to walk around. What, what, is, what kind of shirts? Maybe the third time I tried to go to college, 
uh, I went to this school near Seattle, mm-hmm. and they were pro-Palestine, anti-Israel, and my family's Jewish, and my dad could not be more pro-Israel. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it, he came to visit me, like, twice on campus, and he wore a shirt that was, like, pro-Israel, like, Star mm-hmm. of David. So he goes political. He also has shirts that are, like, uh, I don't, I, my morning cup of coffee, don't fuck with me, like that. But, I mean, he, like, he wears, <laughs> but he goes all over the spectrum. But he wears shirts that are just, like, novelty shirts. Like, they hang in the windows at, like, on uh, Canal Street. It's important right. we add here for the podcast that Hannah's dad is BB Netanyahu. Yeah. <laughs> so this was like kind of a big gap for us, but yeah. yeah. I mean it I guess it does go both sides, but we we like to think that the right does it more. Like I had a friend in Minnesota who um you know Paul Wellstone the senator who uh was very progressive and tragically died in a plane crash may have had something to do with uh CIA, but uh yeah. he he died <laughs> and uh, a lot of people had these you know his 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 sign, which was just Wellstone, it was just Wellstone with an exclamation point, and that was kind of a show of like solidarity after he died. Yeah. Uh, Wellstone, yeah. And my friend's dad had a shirt that said, "Well," or a bumper sticker that said, "Wellstone is dead. Get over it." Ooh, <laughs> mama, mama, mama. A shirt deliberately made to like rub salt in his family's yeah. wounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Why is that an industry? Like, yeah. honestly, like, I don't see saying that about anybody. Because to somebody, it's like, well, that matters. Oh, yeah. It matters. He's dead. That's so funny. But Scalia, like, I don't necessarily begrudge people who were happy when he died. I mean, I yeah, he, it was a oh, good I thing. Oh, I have people I'm glad a are A very dead. good thing when Scalia died. I mean, unfortunately, uh-huh. we're not going to see the I don't know uh, benefit that. from that. You don't think it was good? No, I just don't know. She doesn't Literally know. Don't Actually, know it would have been better if he had held off a, <laughs> until we got, uh, well, anyway. If he had held off. Just like off to sleep at the wheel for another year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, we all thought he was, you know, Obama's going uh, to replace him. To tie but. this back to me- medical stuff, so that th- you have you felt like a pull away from any kind of right-wing identif- identification last year or so. Uh, so conservatives, at least in Congress, are the ones pushing forward these um, you know, anti-public healthcare bills. You know, more towards insurance and privatization. Have you actually met anybody in your family or people who are conservatives in your life who's actually tied that into your experience? Like you've been like, "Damn, my medicine's a hundred dollars," and they've been like, "And it should be." <laughs> Is that a person? No, because the people in my family who are for Trump are really poor, and they don't get like they're the ones he tricked Uh, right right so it's like this weird dynamic of like we love trump like as like a character but when it really comes down to it like they're also like i can't afford my my medication and like they don't make the connection so no i don't know anyone who's like yeah that's good that's how it should Mm -hmm. be Uh, missed connections yeah Yeah. focus on policy well he's tricked so many people it's a craigslist joke and it it does seem hard (laughs) to reach those people if you don't have a clear alternative you know because like obamacare not a not that great no you know it like did, it gave a lot of people insurance, but it also kind of fucked things up for other people. Well, it, it really I, worked for me because I was under 26 the whole time, so yeah. I just didn't have to get insurance. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. it coddled, yeah, we're coddled now, and yeah. now we're going to be fucked in a few months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, I'm really socialist in my beliefs with it. Like, my, my sister married a Canadian, 
and <laughs> he came here and became got American citizenship, brother. Uh-huh. And he was Ooh, just like, what the move. fuck? Yeah. I know. And I was like, what are you doing? And I wanted her to be Canadian, but it, uh, I don't know why. I was like rooting for her life to be better. But he came here and they gave him hell. It took him a couple years to mm-hmm. get citizenship. And then he like had to go to the ER and he was just like, what? He was like, well, I've just been waiting for hours and I have to pay all this money. And mm-hmm. like in Canada, if you're sick, you just go to the doctor mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. The only thing about Canada and we don't really have time to get into this, but like if you're in a very, very rural area because their country is so big, right. do you just like go outside and wait for the bears to take you? No. Uh, Lions. I'm- um, call back. <laughs> that literally was a call. It was nothing else. They eat you no out the ass. There's nothing clever in that it other than like it was remember? like, oh, an animal They're that eats people. Remember this other one that does that? <laughs> All right. We got we got to wrap up. <laughs> I, I have more on lions. I'll save it. Get into your butthole. Because they're fast and they have teeth like Speed knives. Speed has nothing to do with that. We're going to have another podcast where we just talk about lions. I'd rather talk about that lions. That is how Cigna uh, deals with, like, if, you, if you're on Cigna and you die right and they want your remains they'll get a lot line uh-huh. to chew you up if you're and, uh, if you have the apostate plan for sick <laughs> <laughs> all right we're martyrs uh wait 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 uh hannah thank you for so much for coming on do you have thank anything you, you want to plug or anything yes my ep just dropped yesterday on itunes and spotify it's called mommy daddy baby family for no reason it's not about <laughs> families it's just called because someone was like we have, we're doing it in like five minutes but you never gave us a title and those were the words that popped in my hot album <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you want to check that out on spotify or itunes please buy to that um, check hannah it out uh, stay tuned we are going to be thanks hannah for coming out she's going to be hanging out for a little bit we're going to be talking to huffington post's ryan Grimm in a sec you're listening to left jeff we are speaking with ryan Grimm of the huffington post and we're talking uh today on thursday there was a we were expecting a vote and we didn't get one isn't that right ryan you were expecting a vote. Uh, you knew there wasn't going to be a vote. Uh, you foolanders. Well, I, I don't know anything. Uh, but if I had to put money down, I, I was betting that they were going to pull it because the the, the 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 votes just weren't there. The, the dynamic uh, is difficult to see how they, they make this thing work. Right. Uh, do you think we... When do you think there is going to be a vote, if at all, on this particular... Uh, piece of legislation i think there may not be a vote okay Uh, well well it depends on it depends on what you mean by this particular piece of legislation this particular piece of legislation as currently written will not be voted on uh because they have established with a certainty that they don't have the votes for it now they're working on a new piece of legislation that they think they can get the votes on uh the problem for them is there are a lot of moderate republicans who are now publicly against the bill right they are negotiating with the right-wing republicans try to get their support so by stripping out all of these essential health benefits and you know pre-existing condition protections and things like that you're not going to pick up moderates that way there's no moderate who was like oh you've taken out the provision that let let people stay on their parents plan until 26 all right well now i'm in you know, so so the folks that you've already lost on the moderate side are are pretty much gone for good. Uh, so picking up more freedom caucus people doesn't get you to where you need to be. So 
The problem is if you go left and give the moderates what they want, you lose all of the Freedom Caucus people, and you don't have the votes there. So maybe there's some way that they pull a rabbit out of a hat here, but uh, you know th- those are the those are the political dynamics that are at work right here. Uh, Ryan, since we'd love to have you on, uh, let's say in a hypothetical situation where some of our listeners and hosts know less about the bill than other ones, uh, could you care to go into any detail on what's uh, up for passing here even? So the, the bill that uh, was basically killed today uh, gutted Medicaid, um, basically ended the program as we know it, sends it back to the states and caps its growth rate which arose the value of the program over time, kind of changes it from a defined benefit to a defined contribution. The federal government will kick in a little bit of money towards Medicaid, and anything above that, you're kind of on your own. That was the most radical piece of the the bill. Uh, When it comes to the Obamacare part of it, the exchanges, they didn't really do a whole lot. They, they, They replaced these Obamacare tax subsidies with Ryan Care tax subsidies. Now the Ryan Care ones are much stingier. Uh, they're talking in the Senate about uh, putting in a means test, which would make it even more like uh, Obamacare. But so that you know, that was the main objection that the that the right has to this. They say this is just Obamacare light. Mm-hmm. And intellectually, when it comes to the marketplace uh, portion of it, they're they're exactly right. No, I mean, those, so those are the, major, the two major elements of it. Right. I mean, it is kind of uh, surreal after all these years of, you know, the right wing was virtually, like, totally on the same page of we have to repeal Obamacare, we have to repeal Obamacare. Um, How much uh, thinking did they actually do before the election and before Trump took office for what that was going to look like? Did they have any sort of game plan going into this? Uh, I mean, they didn't seem to have much of one. Uh, And the reason was they were opposing Obamacare for a different reason than than the the public was opposing Obamacare. You know, you you have lots of people who have said that they hate Obamacare, but they hate it because, you know, premiums uh, for a lot of people are too high and deductibles are, are, are too high and the networks are too narrow. Right. But... Nothing that the Republicans are proposing does anything to fix any of those problems. And so, uh, while people say, yeah, 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 get rid of Obamacare, you know, people are just like, no, because they, they just want better health care. Yeah. So, the thinking that they did to go into this was never about addressing those problems. Uh, you know, they've been, they've been thinking about health care reform for, you know, about 15, 20 years. And really, the right wing... Uh, Her- you know, the Heritage Foundation is the one that hatched Obamacare. You know, it was, that was their idea. Mitt Romney took their idea and implemented it in Massachusetts. Then Obama took their idea and implemented it nationally. Uh-huh. And so that's why Ryan Care looks so much like Obamacare. Uh, and in an, inter- in an interview with Hugh Hewitt last week, uh, Paul Ryan said, "You know, my idea here comes from the Heritage Foundation idea 15 years ago." Right. And no, nobody disputes that that's where Mitt Romney and Obama, and Obama got their idea. So, in a sense, they've been thinking about health care for a very long time, but the partisanship got away from them. You know, for, due to, for partisan purposes, they 
uh, decided that they were going to be against Obamacare, even though they had, you know, they were the ideological fathers of it. And so they're stuck in this place where they're kind of politically bound to oppose the thing that they created. Something that uh, people have been bringing up is this idea that Trump might start uh, lobbying individual congresspeople a lot more aggressively, maybe going to people's districts, having rallies. At first, people were talking about him doing that with Freedom Caucus members. Um, is that something that you see happening, Trump trying to uh, pressure people individually, more, maybe more whipping on the part of uh, staff members for, for people in Congress? Um, do you think he's going to keep pushing people on maybe either the Freedom Caucus or these moderates who now um, are in a position where he might be trying to appeal to them more? You know, I, I thought that uh, that might be an effective approach a, a few weeks ago uh-huh. if he would have come out of the gate with it, uh, but he didn't. And people got hardened in their position. And the, the outside conservative groups and the conservative media... Uh, and the Cokes have remained opposed to it. And so as long as uh, you've got their backing, then you don't necessarily need Trump. Now, uh, you know, the power of the president is is pretty extraordinary, uh, even when it's 30, 37% approval rating. Um, but, you know, he, 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 I think he kind of missed his window to do that. You have people... You have people dug in, and you have people saying, this is what we want in order to get to a yes. And we know that if they get what they want, you lose the moderate. And Trump's not going to be able to uh, sway the moderate because their, their affiliation with Trump hurts them in elections rather than helps them. Right. So why do, you, why do you think he didn't go after the House Freedom Caucus more aggressively? It's a... Uh, it's a, it's a it's a big it's a big move, uh, so it's not one that anybody would do lightly. Um, I think at the outset he thought, well, let's see how Paul Ryan does with this, and if he passes it, good, and if he doesn't, well, that's good too, and because Paul Ryan gets hurt, and you know Bannon and Trump both, you know, think Paul Ryan sucks, <laughs> so anything that hurts Paul Ryan is fine with them. Uh, but then he gradually became convinced that while Paul Ryan will certainly be damaged by it failing, it was going to stain him very badly as well. So he started engaging in the process. But his his fundamental, you know, intellectual and personal laziness is really hurting him too, you know, because he he's the one that just you know started pushing this or or, or caved to the Freedom Caucus on this essential health benefit thing that that they wanted you know they, they were saying trip out the we want to strip out the essential health benefits right. provision and paul ryan tells us we can't do that and trump instead of saying you know let's figure out why paul ryan is saying we can't do that he's like well oh, screw paul ryan he said, let's do it strip it out that's what you want to get the yes do it and so they they move in that direction and hilariously none of the freedom caucus uh, agrees to support it, even with that concession. And then you start getting a ton of moderates walking away from the bill because of that. So this vaunted dealmaker cut a deal that made the bill more politically toxic, didn't get any new support, and cost him a bunch of moderate support. Like So his involvement 
uh, in this process uh, is not necessarily a net positive for it. Right. So, so he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> and this is supposed to be, you know, art of the deal. This guy was supposed to come in and art uh, of the, deal. the closer. It's almost as if he didn't write that book. <laughs> Uh, just for the listeners who don't know, essential health benefits, that's things like maternal care, right? Yeah, it's ambulatory care, maternal care, hospital care, drug benefits, yeah. mental health, substance, substance abuse, you know, all the things that you would want, like a decent health Thing, plan. Things that are essential, right. Um, so that, but that is uh, maternal care. I bring that up specifically because there have been a lot of uh, senators and congressmen uh, in the Republican Party who um, are starting to kind of, ha- they're having to take this back a bit, but they've kind of been mocking the idea that a man would have to pay into a system um, that goes to benefit a woman who's, you know, has a child and has uh, to medical expenses associated with that. Is that also kind of a politically toxic position, no matter what your uh, orientation? It's, 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 yeah, that's usually toxic. And notice that uh, you never have Men saying, well, why do women have to pay for prostate cancer coverage? Right. They don't have prostate. Somehow that, somehow that is, that's no problem. What a wonder yeah, land. So <laughs> Senator, Senator Pat Roberts today uh, was asked about uh, the maternity care and said, you know, boy, uh, hope my mammograms are still covered. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, just, just a few hours later, he issued a public apology. Right. So, you know, the, the substance, you know, the, the, the place that we are as a, as a culture is, is one in which a senator from Kansas will still make that quip, but it's also one in which it'll blow up in his face and he'll apologize for it a few hours later. Right. And, and it, you know, he neglected to uh, point out that men actually do get mammograms sometimes. And, you know, I've... Seen a picture yeah. or two of Pat yeah. Roberts, and uh, gotta say, this guy's got some man boobs on him. That's why uh, it's such a complex yeah. joke. <laughs> so much depth yeah, to the, it. The other hilarious part of it is that every man uh, was born from a woman. Yeah. Who needed you know prenatal care, and if if they want to have children, they can't do it on their own. Not yet. Uh, so I mean, we'll <laughs> we'll see what the final version of this the Trump care is going to be, but. Um, yeah, I've heard half of all children are men. <laughs> Little known fact. Um, but I did want to ask because uh, I remember when I first became aware of you. This was during the last healthcare debate we were having back tw- 2009, 2010, and um, it does seem pretty different to me the way the Republicans treat their um, hardline wing, the the Freedom Caucus, etc. That seems to be a bit of a contrast that the having to sa- make sacrifices to appease them. That seems a lot different from the House progressives back in the day who wanted a public option. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how um, that plan was kind of undermined by the uh, the forces of the Democratic Party that were, wanted to get to get to yes, they wanted a, a final bill and they excluded um, the public option. Yeah, what what. What the, what the House Freedom Caucus has going for it is, is its size. It's, it's only 37 members, and it is, it is, they're lockstep, and they, they understand that, they're, that their path to power, their position in power, requires them to be lockstep. Right. Uh, and so they, they sometimes don't want to 
vote a certain way, but because the Freedom Caucus has decided that as a bloc they're going to vote this this way, they they take that vote and they take and they take a bill down. They piss off the leadership. They do it. Uh, the Republican Study Committee is a group of about 172 uh, conservative members, which was supposed to do the same thing, but it became too big. And once once you're that big, you know you're you're no longer a serious threat because you can't keep together 172 people. You can keep 37 together, not, right. not 172. The uh, Progressive Caucus, when the Democrats were in the majority, was something like 190 people. No, you know, we're in a place where every Democrat calls itself a progressive. Uh-huh. And so, and so it got it got too big. So what you would need would be, you know, if let's say they have 240 members, you need you need a 30 person, you know, House Democratic Socialist conference or something. You know that is that is willing and able to take down a major piece of legislation, and if that threat is real, then you deal with them. But the Progressive Caucus in '09 they put out letters saying, uh, you know, we're not going to vote for any bill that doesn't have a robust public option. Yeah, robust was the the key. Whoever thought of that robust. took a day off. Yeah, and uh, they didn't get a robust one. They didn't get a milk toast one. <laughs> Uh, and they all voted for it anyway, just as everybody knew they would. The, you know, progressives are not hostage shooters. Uh, they don't have the spine for that. But, you know, if you could find a few dozen of them that did and then organize them into a separate caucus, then maybe you can do it. But uh, as Republicans are finding out, that makes governing a little bit difficult. You know, it's, it's, easy, it's easier to do it in opposition when the other party has the White House than it is when you're trying, because what what is the Freedom Caucus really won, except Obamacare living another day? Right, and what are they going to run on? I guess that's a question for all Republicans in 2018. What are they going to say to their constituents after they've been not only talking about repealing Obamacare for years now, but they've had an opportunity to do it? Who are they going to blame? They're going to blame leadership and say that they they would have voted for a straight up or down repeal of Obamacare. Leadership is a bunch of cowards and refuse to put it on the floor. Uh, and as long as they can get through the primary, they're going to win the general election easily by 40 points. The only way they lose the primary is, is to their right. So they're not going to vote for some Paul Ryan thing that's going to allow somebody to get to their right. And do you think that this, um, in terms of the base as a voting block, do you think this is going to get them fired up, get them angry, and, and do have more primary challenges? Or is this going to inspire apathy the same way that uh, kind of happened under Obama? I think it, I think it's apathy-inducing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the level of apathy among Trump voters right now is kind of the big untold story. You know, they, they were like, we did our part. We went to these rallies. We pulled off the biggest upset in presidential history. And now Trump alone is going to fix this. what he said. <laughs> so, you know, they've, they've kind of checked out. And if they hear that, like, oh, guys can't even repeal Obamacare, and when they hear that, like, what, what the repeal was actually going to do, like, yeah, I think they just check out. So right. I think it leads to a depressed, a little depressed turnout. 
maybe in the midterms. And, uh, I mean, it sounds to me like this is, could be a good opportunity for the left. Um, do you think how badly – I mean, I want to ask uh, if they're going to squander it, but I guess the more appropriate – uh, question would be how do you think the Democratic Party is going to squander this? Well, they, you know, they're pretty creative when it comes to squandering. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's hard, it's hard to know exactly what path they'll pick. But I do think you know after the smoke clears from this wreckage, they do have an opportunity to to run on something proactive instead of just saying Republicans are the worst and they're going to take away your health care to put out something better. And you know, hit him in retreat, and maybe uh, there was, you know, somebody was suggesting today, bring up the, the kind of Medicare buy-in, the thing that allows people 55 or 50 and above to become part of Medicare as a step, because that not only does that help everybody who's 50 and above, uh, it doesn't really take anything away from 65 and above, and it and it would really lower premiums for everybody 26 to to 50, because now the the older, slightly less healthy, knee replacement needing, heart failing, you know, 52-year-olds aren't aren't in the, the pool anymore. So everybody went there. So, you know, maybe they, you know, it, it'd, be, it'd be fun to see them actually run on something rather than just yeah. get stuff. Are there any pushes for a more left option happening now? No, and I, I've been asking about that for the last couple of weeks. Among among congressional aides, well, there are a few people who are like, "Yeah, we'd love to start doing that." Like the, the overwhelming sentiment is, they just want to let this, this this dumpster fire continue to burn as long as it can. They they kind of want to make sure they don't get in the way, you know, of Republicans destroying themselves. Hmm. <laughs> right. Well- and you know, it, it, maybe they're right that you don't want to like the football just yet yeah the game's still being you know the game's still going like don't get the ball smacked out of your hand at the one yard line do you like think beyond letter or whatever right well the the, the medicare buy-in do you think that is a good thing for not only democrats to run on but maybe something they could try to curry favor with moderate republicans for to say like hey you don't want to be associated with this uh, you know, Ann Ryan mentality or Trumpism or anything like that. Here's something that's a little uh, more compassionate. It's a good policy position. Do you think that is going to hold water with moderate Republicans at all? I mean, the wild card is Trump. If they can, if Chuck, you know, if Chuck Schumer can sit down with Donald Trump and get some alone time with him, right? They probably agree on almost everything. Uh, you know, if Trump actually has any real beliefs. So, you know, maybe maybe Trump's like, all right, I tried this Paul Ryan stuff. Let me fix health care some other way. You know, he's always said he's he's for universal health care and he's a liberal on on health care. Now, Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan's never going to bring that to the floor. But then again, Steve Bannon would like nothing more than to you know, take Paul Ryan out of the speakership. Do you think that's so, kind of what this might be about is... Um, the reason that, uh, I mean, to play kind of chess, to uh, not to mystify Steve Bannon too much, but um, is that a strategy that they might have uh, chosen in secret to kind of put Paul Ryan out front and center on this and just watch him fail? I think it's less, I mean, it's like, it's, it's kind of a non-strategy. It's like, why, 
I think it's why at first there was a non-strategy uh-huh. where it's like, you know, we're, we're okay either way here. You know, if, if, if this works, great. If not, Paul Ryan's screwed. Um, it was also great. It almost just sounds like um, on Trump's part that healthcare is almost like a non-issue for him. Like he doesn't even have much of a strong opinion about it either way now that he's actually in the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, I think the only issue Trump really cares about is probably the uh, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act and getting rid of it. Uh, beyond that, you know, it's all it's all just it's all just theater. Right. I, well, I remember during the campaign, people would ask him, like, what is your health care plan? And his answer was, I think the term was something terrific. Uh, is there yeah. any yeah. <laughs> plan to write that on a piece of paper and, like, try to pass it through Congress? See, right, if we, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> if we could all just work for his company as a nation, he could give us all insurance. It's the perfect plan. Yeah, I'll... <laughs> He doesn't seem like the kind of boss that gives very good coverage <laughs> to his employees, though. Yeah. The bad people won't get it. Right. You know, we're, we're getting rid of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what What do you think is next? Do you think he's, this is just going to kind of be like Clinton? They're just going to uh, forget about health care and not touch it? Or do you think may, maybe he'll give it a few months and give it another shot? I think 2019 is a, a, uh, a real possibility if they can pull off some some wins, you know, if they can pick up seats in the House and Senate, then they could take another crack at it. So I don't, I don't think it's over. But that's uh, it, it, yeah. But I don't. But I don't, but the closer it gets to the midterms, uh, you know, the less likely they are to to do this, especially when they've got a bunch of other things that they're supposed to be doing, like cutting taxes and infrastructure, uh, whatever the hell else he says he's going to do. Right. Well, uh, you know, maybe he'll build the wall. Maybe he'll pass Trump Care. But uh, now it's not looking too doom and gloom. Um, it's always good to see Republicans in in shambles. Uh, and we'll we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. All right. Oh, that, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's Ryan Grimm. Uh, what's uh, your Twitter so people can uh, check you out? Uh, at Ryan Grimm. At Ryan Grimm, writer for Huffington Post. Thanks so much. We're back again. Hell yeah. Oh, Ryan Grimm. Things, yeah, things were looking grim. Um, That's when you get your man in there. They have been over the f- past few months, but it seems like uh, they don't really know what they're doing in Washington. I liked his example of having a dumpster fire and watching it burn. Uh, I thought that really clarified the situation for me. <laughs> Although the only thing I took issue with, and I wasn't sure if I just like wasn't wasn't listening closely enough, so I didn't bring it up on the phone call, uh, was the idea that the Democrats just aren't pushing a more clear left legislation is because they're doing a move of letting the Republicans burn themselves out. Sounds too good to be true. That sounds like some thirtieth uh, dimensional chess bullshit that is only happening in newspapers <laughs> well i mean it's also seems like they don't really know uh what their strategy is going to be and so they're maybe they're waiting to form one until you know for every left uh congress member they lose they'll gain two moderate republicans in the house <laughs> winning strategy <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's bad, man. Sanders broke. They're bad. It's so like they're saying, like this is uh you know, I it is it douchey of me to like watch them on TV and be like I would do a better job? Because I wouldn't in total, I wouldn't at being a politician, but I think I uh, if you actually care about representing people democratically uh, more genuinely than these people, I bet you'd be better than 75% of them. Yeah. Well, I guess it. I mean, more effective, I guess, is what the key is. I probably wouldn't be because it takes a lot of uh, real politique and sort of. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, you got to politic your way even up to the Congress. That's a pretty high elected position. Right. Ain't going to do it. This is the question, Anders. Are you ready to become a member of Congress? Uh, <laughs> you can't be giving answers like that on Morning Joe. Okay, you gotta be. You gotta like adjust your tie or some shit. Well, I'm if I'm on Morning yeah. Joe and I'm asked that, then I'm gonna have to be like, um, well, if I were hypothetically too, I would take the values of leadership and trust and dignity with me <laughs> to Washington. But I love the my OJ family. Approach. I love my if family. And uh, there's a man. You want to come in? Can we get this guy in? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, all right. We got a guest uh, joining the show. What's your name, sir? My name is Rune. Rune? Mr. What? Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. We got Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill in the studio. Yeah, Take you know, yeah, yeah. Bushwick Bill up in the studio, you know what I'm saying? For RV, not the little Bushwick Bill with um the Bushwick Bill from Rose from, from Roosevelt. We were Brooklyn. talking we're talking about Bills today. Um actually as <laughs> Oh really Brigade Immortal Living Large, right? B I L L. Uh yeah, that's a bill we could incorporate into the discussion as yes, well. Yes, and Anders. But we were t- I, d- I f- well we were talking about we were talking about duck bills a little bit, but we're also talking about the health care bill. Do you okay. have thoughts on the Ryan plan and what, how Obamacare will be replaced, or if it will be at all? Well, um, actually, um, I'm not for sure about everybody else, but I know about me. You know, I get um SSI, you know, so I'm secure for the rest of my life. That stands for Social nice, Security dude. Insurance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so you're good. I'm great. Awesome. Fuck yeah, Bushwick. Is dude. that a Bushwick thing? You got to be like, uh, how do I get in on that? Well, actually, um. <laughs> You have to be either, either injured as a child, as birth, mm-hmm. or um, you have to be injured. I was okay. injured as birth. What happened to you? Well, um, you know, ADHD, you know. Uh, At birth? Yeah. They could tell? You were just, you came out of the womb and you were like crying for a second and then you were like running around and then you were not crying? Yeah, basically. They could die. I didn't know they could diagnose. He came out and the doctor yeah. was like, this kid is too much. Yeah, it was diagnosed. Damn. Get him out of here. <laughs> Bushwick Bill, what brings you to the studio today, man? What, what are you up to? Well, um, I actually rap, and I've seen Kiss FM, you know. Oh, uh, okay. You want to lay down a uh, verse for us? Do you need a beat? I need a beat. You got some okay. nice L beats for me, like a spit, you know, saying that the hood, you know I'm here? Do you want me to beatbox? Or yeah, you you want me I mean, I like the freestyle, too, you know? You want me to... F- I mean, I, my, I could find a beat on computer for you. I mean, a nice beat, so I can do something for you. Okay. Out. Well, I mean, I can, I could try to beatbox, too. Yo, this will be two times as funny if you beatbox. You should definitely beatbox. All right, all right. Find me something nice. You know, some hardcore, rugged Brooklyn. (laughs) I'm saying like Bushwick. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Bushwick Bill. We got Bushwick Bill. Yeah. He's ill. He's taking the what? red pill. He's down a cane uh. piss. This shit is getting lit. What? We're getting on the list. The rappers. The Jets hat is yeah, on the mat. Matt. He's he's uh ra- he, w- w- you go on, Bill. Please I'm going take it away. Take it on. Break it on. What's the bill from Roosevelt? I break them all. Road is born. I be doing my thing. I don't play no games. I'm out here hustling 24-7 every fucking day. And I don't fucking play. And if you mess around with me, you can get in blaze. I got a team, nigga. They name Money Flag. Moving on, niggas, every year. Ever live around green me. Bush Bell right here in the fucking city. You know what the fuck I mean. You will see who the true, real, rugged MC. I'm definitely new, but I'm old in the sea. I'm a triple OG, five-star damn general. Come through hitting you. Come through spitting you. Road is born. I'm ready to start dissing you. Talking all these people from every distance, kid. Road is born missing, kid. It's son I'm getting it. That's right, I'm Motherfucking goddamn hitting it. Bird is born. I get that money 24-7. And this is what I like to do. I'm the bestest. Oh boy, I keep thunders in my toy. I'm like, thunders in oh his boy, toy. I keep thunders in my toy. Son of the bow when I bust my gun. Hollow tip through you and your man, son. I'm like, what? Oh boy, I keep thunders in my toy. Hey yo, he grabbed his ball, telling me to cack off, back off, get quick to blast off, his mask off, he just took his vest off, it's the face off, but I'm stuck with no heaters, it's my move, remind you, I spit the axe out my mouth, and blast his fool, now it's sightseeing burgundy, this cat wanna murder me, all because I took his fucking daughter, virginity, her name was Jenny, back there in front of Jimmy Jazz, shorty had a fat ass, so I approached that ass, I'm talking to a Titty. She thinks she looking pretty. I was 18. She was in her early 20s. She telling me I somebody I stole a ride. Now she looking for a spot to buy a Benzie box. To make a long story short, she gave me them digits. Three days later, yo, Bush done hit it. Thunders go bow and I bust my gun. Hollow tip through you and your man, son. I'm like, oh boy, I keep thunders in my toy. Hey, yo, first door. These niggas is soft, thinking y'all gonna touch my people back off, but I ain't like it the insane, so I just bust off, standing with the hot gag, so I pass it off. These niggas all in the cooling, not knowing the source. Why I get mad? Cause my niggas love the floors. Look at these shines hanging from the neck of the floor. Ice diamond diamonds, and I'm gonna get me some more. Fuck your girl, yup, that bitch is a hoe. Bono on the rooftop, son by the door. The sex was good, so I'm going back for more. This time. I'm a fuck on my bathroom floor, carpet burn. If it come to push the shoves, I cut your fingers off and leave that ass from nubs. Woo! Oh my God. Bushwick, Bushwick Bill. Bill, my man. Uh, Hell yeah, that was all off the top of the head. That was off the top of the head. What the story about the? That was. Have you never done that before? I never done it before. I just go on top of the head. What about <laughs> the? But you did. Um, Take someone's virginity, right? I took someone's virginity. I took, yeah. That you was. Thinking she looking pretty, you know what I'm saying? You had way more rhymes than I guessed you were about to have. Yeah, yeah. You got plenty you of had like you know? 60 I bars, bet. right? Well, got a I mean, you know. A couple questions. You mentioned that you were born in Bed-Stuy. I'm born in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn okay. Bed-Stuy. So do you, but you identify as Bushwick Bill? They call me Bushwick Bill out here. Everybody know me. I'm famous. Gotcha. So if you're from around here, like Bushwick Bed-Stuy, is that almost interchangeable or it's like. I mean, uh, um. 
it is what it is, you know. Yeah. I, I get around, you know. So in one place, they um, um, I was doing things in Bushwick, you know, and the people that was in Bushwick where I was doing things came over to Bad Star. Okay. So they didn't really remember my name, so they started calling me Bushwick. Ah. So now when they started calling me Bushwick, they made that my name. Right. And then I ran into this other dude, you know what I'm saying, and he started calling me Bill. So they put it together because that's I was not. So money. your real name is not William. Or my real it? name, William. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but no, Bushwick Bill. Oh, Bushwick Bill. Okay. <laughs> Bushwick Bill is my name. You know, I was given that name. You know that's a cool Because name. of my ability, you know, of what I do. Ability. Huh? Ability. You know what I'm saying? Brigade Immortal Living Law. Bushwick. Ability. Have you thought about Bushwick Ability? No, it's not as good. That could be your first album. Bushwick Bill is great. Bushwick Ability could be the name of the album. Yeah, that's Yeah. From a producing angle, this is a very solid plan. Well... We're wrapping up here, Bill. Do you have any like? Do you have a SoundCloud? Do you have anywhere where can um, people find you online? I have a, I have a, um, I have a, um, well, uh, my, um, my um, email, my Gmail is, um, trend five seven three, um, trend five seven three twelve at trim, Gmail. Trim. Trend T R E N D trend five seven three twelve at uh-huh. Gmail dot com. Okay. Okay. You gotta get. Uh, I mean, left chest listeners. Someone, uh, book Bushwick Bill. Someone got him on your space. <laughs> if, if you're listening, <laughs> set yeah. this guy That's up a with a tumbler or something. I'm, I'm, I want to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Show him. You know what I'm saying? What it's really about? Because you know a lot of these young rappers out here. You know they swear that. You know what I'm saying? They're doing the thing out here, but you know, I mix it up. I'm versatile, so you know, I can switch up styles and I can switch up voices and all type of stuff. And I can uh-huh. also bleep myself at the same time, you know? You censor yourself, censor I can censor myself. It's a one man machine. So if you're doing like a kindergarten, you could uh, censor do myself. Like kid yeah. friendly rap. I could be like, yo, that, you know what I'm saying? Coming through with the motherfucking gat. Where this point I put it to you? Them back. That's a fact. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm Yo, saying? if you were doing that for Damn. a kindergarten, you they'd have to pay you double, man, because you're like you're doing the extra work. That's a you're fact. You're editing and delivering. That's a fact. Damn. You know, you know, I'm great at what I do. You know, I've been, you know, I'm I'm like I'm in the, I'm in, I'm not in the making, but I'm a I'm a diamond in the dirt that hasn't been found. You know what I'm saying? Mm, and right. I guess you know at this point in time, I came this way, and it's the day somebody seen the diamond shine, and they said, "Oh, wait a minute, that's a diamond shining." Hold on, let me tell, let me see if this is real. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you're seeing a real person right now. I'm Need real. You know, glass. there's nothing bull crap about me. You know, I like to send messages. You know, it depends on what what, what feeling I'm on. You know, my emotions or how I'm feeling. I can bring that feeling at you. You know what I'm saying? Like if you send something at me, you know, and you know you want to send a message towards me, I can take it a heap to it and listen in and take it all in, and then I'll know how to come back with my message to show you where I'm coming from. You know, you know, and that's just. A message back. I see what you're saying, man. Well, you know. we all believe in you here on the Left Jazz Podcast. This episode has covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Uh, from healthcare to lions to rapping at the end. So, facts. You know, that's good podcasting. Right. I think the people got what they wanted. That's a fact. <laughs> what, uh, word is bond, right? <laughs> that's a fact. Word is bond. Right. Yeah, uh, this is the new Cool Anders. I'm behind it 120%. Yeah, but, um,. You know, I had to come in and represent, you know, I seen a little tongue right there on the phone, kiss that film, you know, I said, let me go represent, yo, this is in Brooklyn, oh, they got it right here in Bedford Stuyvesant, right here on Broadway, you know, I had to do what I, you know, I rep Broadway, you know, Yeah. I'm out here, you know, you, you gonna see me like clockwork, you know what I'm saying, 24-7, seven days a week, every hour, minute clock, get money, you heard, that's what I do, you know, it's just. If you're yeah. at Myrtle Broadway, keep an eye out for Bill, that's he's around. I'm right he's gonna make him Bushwick he's in, Bu- he's in Bushwick, he's in Bushwick, miss me. You can't miss me. And check them out on uh, Trini at Trend. 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 I mean. Trend. Just like the soap potters. Trend. Yes. Trend. 57312 at gmail.com. Have you, That's have me. you thought about getting like a, a, like a MySpace page or something like that? What do you mean? A MySpace page? Oh, yeah. Just put your music on. 
Well, no. if you're listening, and you're a web guru, you're a tech, <laughs> you're techie. Hook this man up with SoundCloud or just hook yeah, or get, something. Get just more, word get more eyes on the diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna All wrap right. it up for today. Keep it fifty, you heard? Keep it fifty. Keep it fifty.